0: Hi, I'm James Van Osdell, and this is the Con Carne podcast. And if you're new to this podcast, the general idea is that most episodes I'm meeting a guest at a Chicago or suburban Chicago restaurant or brew pub, and we do an interview inside my parked car outside those places while we eat. That said, every now and then there's someone who I think you'll find interesting, who I can't talk to in my car, who doesn't live in Chicago. I don't want to pass on the opportunity to talk to those people. So I still reserve the right to occasionally do remote shows like what's happening tonight. But before I bring on my guest, I do want to tell you about the opportunity opportunity that awaits you with solar power. Why switch to solar? Well, it's clean energy. Maybe more selfishly, it's a great way for you to save money instantly on your utilities. My friend Brent Sopel, who played for the Chicago Blackhawks, who helped Chicago win the Stanley Cup, my friend Brent Sopel is going to help you get solar panels on your home, so You can have cost certainty for the first time ever. The consultation is done online. It's free and you pay nothing out of pocket if you decide to slap those panels on your house and start saving money. Check it out. Sopel Solar S-O-P-E-L Solar.com. dot Costs nothing to go to the website. Costs nothing for the consultation. Sopel Solar It's car con carne. Let's see so Moon Kissed is a New York band that makes smart synth pop with attitude and swagger. They have something to say, too. You can see Moon Kissed when they come back to Chicago for Riot Fest on Sunday, September 18th. I'm joined by Kaya, Leah, and Emily of Moon Kissed. Hi everybody! Hi, how's it going?
1: That was the sickest intro you. That was great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's, that word for word. Let's talk about coming back, spending more time in Chicago, and specifically what it means to be part of Riot Fest. I mean, you've been here a couple times. Yeah. What, what's, what's your vibe with the city of Chicago? Are you anxious to come back?
2: In a yeah, yeah. we've Chicago. Um, last time we were there was, like, I, I think we went there for the Sir Chloe tour and and the time before that as well, right? Yeah. Both were awesome for different reasons. So um, Yeah. Time,
1: so what is- Leah's girlfriend surprised them, and it was, like, a whole scheme that I had been planning with Leah's mom and partner the whole tour and, like, not telling them. And we played at Sleeping Village in right. Chicago. And so that was, like, a very high energy night
0: that was like november right that was the fall
1: yes oh yeah and like leah's entire family like showed up and it
2: was awesome
0: did you just yeah. lose it leah sorry did you lose it when you realized that they were all there
2: i went crazy i literally thought it was a dream like it was so surreal and just like completely unexpected and it was like the most exciting night ever And then also on the following tour, um, we were on tour with Sir Chloe. We played there, too. And I think it might have been my favorite stop of all the cities we stopped in. It was a good night. Um, Yeah. It was just jam-packed. It was, like, super fun. Chicago's always treated us really, really well.
0: Well, so tell me what it means to be part of Riot Fest. Tell me what it means when you, or what it meant when you got that call or that email or that text saying, hey, you want to do this?
3: I feel like I didn't really register it for a second. I was like, oh, what is it? Like, I was like, I think I was working and we always like get emails in and it's like, you guys want to do this thing? And it's like in September. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then I like looked it up after and I was like, wow. They're like, like, it was like only like my chemical romance and. Yeah, um, the,
0: the Misfits probably.
3: Yeah, were announced. I was like, what? <laughs> like, we're playing this? Like, that's so weird. It was weird. At first, I think. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Our friend, our friend Peter, loves MyChem and had had tickets for. I think he bought tickets for the one in 2020 that was then canceled. Right, and it kept. And he was like, "I have to see MyChem," so he's gonna be there, like dressed in full goth attire. um But so he was really excited about it, which made me really excited about it. And then. The yeah, 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 are one of our favorite bands and yeah. Slater kinney So as the lineup kind of got announced more, it was like, yeah, what? It's crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, it's- that's just it. I mean, you mentioned Slater kinney Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, the the top of if you look at the poster, I mean it's many lines. The top of the poster is always, Oh my god, I can't believe. But the great thing about Riot Fest is those the bottom lines on the lineup are awesome too. Like you, you're not making a mistake by getting there when gates open. Like, you will be, you'll enjoy the whole day. Like, there's yeah. just awesome music yeah. from the get go.
1: I'm honestly just excited that we got put on the day that we did with like a lot of my favorite bands that I've never gotten to see live. So, it's like obviously I'm excited to play, but I'm also just so excited to be there.
0: Yeah. How long did, how long did you have to sit on the announcement? Yeah. I always wonder that because there's like a tactical release of the information when you, when they go live with all the social posts and the announcements. And bands have obviously known that they were going to be on the bill for a while, and they just have to, you know, keep the secret close to their vest, which is hard to do for anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. we found out. Before. Before. Yeah, so we found
3: yeah. out in May. <laughs> okay. No, no, I, we found out way earlier, but we had to announce in May.
1: Oh, was that what it
3: was? Yeah, I think we found out in like February or something. Uh, it's a long yeah. time to sit
0: with that information.
2: Yeah. A yeah. Long really, time. Really and also it's cool because like, like I started like doing more research into like the community surrounding Riot Fest. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like, I think because of the kind of music it is, it seems like it's just really diehard fans and like a really tight knit, really enthusiastic kind of group of people.
0: It's, it's the most relaxed vibe like everyone's just cool yeah (laughs) there's none of that typical festival bullshit it's just it's a i look i anxiously look forward to riot fest every year it's the one festival i'm like all in on oh that's awesome so this year you put out a new ep it's (laughs) i'm on my way Uh, i'm not wrong in saying that new york casts a shadow on these songs
2: yes certainly
0: I, I Starting right out of the gate With another snow day in Brooklyn This sounds to me, and you could tell me if I'm wrong This sounds to me like something that was born of COVID and lockdown
1: Yeah, I wrote it on Zoom Someone in Nashville
0: <laughs> Really?
1: Yeah, it was a Zoom session And Yeah, I was like Whenever it was snowing, a bunch And I was just like, oh my god Can't take it um, Yeah, and then i i have i'm like a songwriter on the side so i write a ton of songs with random people and some of them just sit and then sometimes when i really like them i'll play them for lee and emily and then they'll interpret them and make them a moon kiss song
0: i want to get drunk at my office christmas party fucking in the back of a cab on the way to manhattan which suggests to me that new york cabs are a lot nicer than chicago
2: cabs <laughs> <you better. laughs> Or, or also that New Yorkers maybe have lower standards than Chicago people. (laughs) 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 Like it.
0: Another New York reference. uh, I'll never know. Could have been you on the Brooklyn Bridge. What you do on this song is something that I really like about the band in general. That transition between spoken word and singing. Uh, you, You have a sound. You have a style. You have a really artistic way of communicating through music. And I love it. And it's evident on this new EP.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Speaking of the spoken word stuff, if I were to go back to the last album, I'd like to tell you something important. There is that it, it, it's it's like spoken word; it's poetry reading. Uh, I'll ask for it. Tornado warning. Tell me about that approach because, like, no one's doing this. What, what made what made that an artistic direction for you, or how did that come about?
1: We started doing the spoken word in our live set because I didn't want to talk on stage. Um, it was just like it occurred to us like, well, why do we have to do stage banter? Like, I'm not particularly good at it. It's not it's not what, I I don't enjoy that from most bands, you know, usually I'm like, just play your music. I don't either, so it was, I don't
0: either, thank you. I'm
1: really good at it, it's like, it just breaks it up and I'm like, I wanna zone out. And every time you talk, I like, I, I'm brought back to where I am, you know? But, so that's how it was originally born was kind of the breakup up so we could reset our instruments and all that, um, put these spoken word pieces in between. And they're all by our friends and people in our community who have been to our shows. And so it's exciting for them to to, like, they're a part of the show. Um, So I feel like that's another cool part about the spoken word is it kind of bridges the gap between us and our audience, which is something that we really aim to do. I love that. Yeah, but then we we just love those pieces and decided to include them in the album as well
0: yeah they're yeah. super cool and now they're i mean they're clearly part of your aesthetic i mean it, it really worked out it was it it was a great way to avoid doing stage banner that turned into almost a signature for the band and i agree i mean when i go see a band i want i want i want to be immersed i want to be in that moment start to finish if it's a heavier band i want you to rip my face off for 45 minutes if you're you know something you know that smart synth pop i referenced earlier i want to lose myself in that for 45 minutes i don't want to hear how you guys doing I want you to sing along now no just yeah. <laughs> play through no fourth keep that fourth wall up i don't want to be part exactly. of it <laughs> exactly here we are now entertain us uh the first song on that album if, if i can stand I'll, i'd like to tell you something important um i love bubblegum it's it, obviously uh or i guess it's obvious to me that that was a clear single to release from that album or a clear song to focus on did it start that way Cause it's the first song on the album and it's such a natural, but did like when you wrote it, did you think, Oh yeah, this is this is it?
1: That the whole album kind of came together in such a chaotic way over such a long period of time that it's really hard to say. Like I feel like the ordering came way late. Mm. Um, I feel like Emily made the ordering.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you sent bubblegum in the group chat and like all three of us were like, oh, this feels like a single for sure like when you initially sent it. So, so you, know you, that have, you it right.
0: hit you like that right away.
3: Yeah, definitely.
0: And I love the video. It's got that kind of John Hughes movie vibe. Do you like doing videos?
2: Yeah, I love them a lot. They're like probably my favorite part of the band almost.
0: It's a big head bobbing chorus. And for those who maybe haven't heard the band or haven't seen the band, this is a good place to start in advance of riot fest in Chicago in mid September. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the entire album is Panic Mania which to me this one has an almost the, musically it, it sounds almost sinister sounding there's there's a real edginess to the way this one comes across and it's you know Emily put it at the end of the album but let's talk about that one for a little bit tell me about where this song came from
1: yeah um, Emily made a beat and sent it to me and I wrote over it and yeah, I feel like that one kind of got its wings through live performance as well. Like it was always the kind of the song in the set where we went into the audience and felt the the walls breaking. Um, like, I, after playing that song, I instantly feel more comfortable with an audience because we just give it everything we have, and it's so, like, gr- disgusting and crazy live, and then, you know, we get back on stage from rolling on the floor and it's like, <laughs> what it is now. And then I feel like it's like, yeah, it's like now you know us, and now that was the grossest, weirdest thing we could have done and let's move on. Like, that kind of thing.
2: Also, yeah. like, Kaya kind of does like honestly what's turned into like a, like an impromptu performance art piece in the middle of mania, Um, which, and I don't even know, I I can't remember the moment where that actually happened the first time or how it started, but it was like little by little, like first lying down on the stage and kind of just like moving and emoting physically and then lying down in the audience. And then the audience would form this like ring around her and just looking at people's faces and the music getting more intense and, it just felt like the song like like you're saying the song really took on a life of its own and it informed the recording tremendously.
0: That's interesting.
1: had to re-record it actually. Because yeah. everyone listened to the recording and they were like, This isn't, it's way better live and you've got to bring mm-hmm. the recording. So we had to redo the whole recording to kind of match that energy.
0: I'm so yep. glad I asked about that.
2: Yeah, that's hey, like
0: I love stories like that about how songs evolve. And I, you know, the not necessarily the opposite side, but a different side, more of that immersive, dreamy side is the song Dance on that album, which is another personal favorite of mine. Really easy to lose yourself in that one.
2: Oh, good.
1: Yeah, that one was written um, on our first tour, our uh, <laughs> pandemic horror tour, um, where I think we were on the way to Nashville. I wrote the poem like on my phone. In the car and then we were at one of my like old friends we were staying in like an old it was a weird nostalgic night and we were staying in her house but she wasn't there and we wrote the song like super late night i think in nashville and it's yeah, yeah. about like a sinking nighttime feeling where you just get mm-hmm. like
2: And actually too, there was, I remember we started writing that song because it was like, I literally was just like, like playing something on guitar kind of absentmindedly and Kaya like quiet, like silently gravitated over and then started singing. Like it was like almost kind of comical how just like, like into place things fell. And then that was a really weird stop because then like, yeah, like hearing about, like, I don't know, it was like, it was like an old friend's house. They weren't there. Like that, that feeling was definitely present. It felt like, like, um, ghostly familiar and I think M that was the night that we went outside.
3: That was the yeah. weird- We like ran around
2: <laughs> for yeah. no
3: reason at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, we just were, like right, it was the middle of the night, Kaya went to bed and we had this joke on tour where we were like Kai is going to sleep and we're going to do something bad or <laughs> something. So we like I was like in my underwear and like a t-shirt and we like went outside and we were in like these like like silent suburbs of Nashville in the middle of the night. And we were like, we could do whatever we want on here. And we just like took off running down the street. And it was just a very distinctive feeling. Like I, I remember that night, like crystal clarity. And that was the beginning, the beginning of dance.
0: That's amazing. And Kaya, Kaya, you mentioned Emily gave you a beat for a song and it grew from there. It seems to me with a trio like this, vocalist, synth player, drummer, everyone has a really critical role to play in this band. I mean, you all carry your own weight. Each component is as important as the other tell me about the working relationship you have because you there's a clear dynamic that I hear musically with you
1: yeah there are like a few different scenarios I think um there's one of us sends a beat and it's changed a lot too but um I'll usually end up writing top line over either my own beat or one of their beats, or it's a song that I write with someone completely else that I bring, or um, the best ones are where we all write together. Um, And Leah has been writing lyrics with me recently. Our next single coming up, we wrote the lyrics together, so that'll be cool. but yeah, and the best songs are the ones that we are all in the room for their creation, for sure. That's the most special.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of also like, um, like I feel like which is different than other bands, like you're saying, it is very three components working as a unit versus like, I provide the, you know, the XYZ for a song and I'm like this drone or bass thing that's like happening the whole time. Like, it's less, it's less um it's, it's just very um, specific and very conscious. I think every part mm-hmm. that we add and everything is placed in it's, it's conversational, I guess is maybe the word to say. I like that. Yeah. interactive.
3: Yeah. That's, a, that's what feels so fun. It's like usually like a beat is sent, but we don't ask for like, what are the chords? Like what's like happening? What's the form? It's just like, all right, we just kind of write over it. And it's just like this linear thing that happens and it like flows in a really specific way. And it's like, because sometimes we try to talk about form and like Kai and Leo will write something together and I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm just going to write over it and we'll see what happens. Yes,
0: yeah, jump on in, see, see where it yeah. goes. Yeah. And you, you all had met a long time before you committed to recording something, right?
1: No, so... um Emily and I were friends in high school. We were in a band together when we were in high school. We didn't go to the same high school, but um, we met at a music camp, and then we started a band in high school. And then I had a body of songs in college that I basically used to teach me production. Like, they were my 10,000 hours kind of thing. And so I had an album, which turned out to be the first Moon album.
0: Gotcha. Uh, and now, then, was, that, was that, I met my band at a New Year's party?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we met Leah at a New Year's party. Um, and then Leah added to those recordings, which brought them to life more. Emily added to the recordings. And then that's our first album. But yeah, the first album, Leah learned all the songs um,
2: for. I was uh, a fan before I joined, basically. All
0: right. So here you are. Riot Fest is upon us. We're weeks away. Is it still fun to you know, jump in the van, hit the road together, spend time you know, crossing the Midwest and East Coast?
2: Yeah. Yes. And actually, for the first time we are literally getting in the van. Yeah. Um, because Kai has got a new.
1: Well, it's really old, but it's
0: new. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Her name's Irene
0: the, the what you you named your van
1: yeah and it's I irene
0: her. i love that so at the at the end of a show it's goodnight irene you hit the road
1: you get it you know the song yeah. of that's, course yeah that's why her name's irene so that we can that's like, fantastic
0: <laughs> that's fantastic okay so riot fest sunday september 18th it is you Moon Kissed uh, lots of other bands it's riot fest it's it, it is the must attend festival in the chicago area cannot wait to see you the new EP is streamable, it is available, it is consumable. It is I'm on my way. You are on your way. Thank you so much for doing this Moonkiss.
2: Thank you. Thank you.